Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a special episode. We are talking with Caitlin um, all about motherhood and health and hormones and whatever else comes up. Um, I'm going to share a little bit of my story with um, working with Caitlin, but first I just want to have you introduce yourself and kind of what you're doing now because originally I think you were on my beauty counter, not like my beauty counter team, but like the bigger team. And I think I just started following you to like, you know, figure out what other people were sharing and how they were doing it and stuff. But now it's kind of morphed into quite a bit different from what you were doing before. So why don't you just share kind of a little bit about yourself, your family, and then um, what you're doing now and kind of why your passion is there, how you came to be in this place. Yeah. So thanks for having me on, Keely. I'm like so honored that you um, is are saying yes. Like, hey, can you like talk to me? Like, ah, oh, that's awesome. So I'm super pumped because a lot of women struggle with what I go through and have been through. And I am a homeschooling mom of three. I've always homeschooled my kids. I have three kids. I have an almost 11 year old, eight year old, and a five year old girl. Two boys are older and it's chaotic. And, um, I've always struggled with quote unquote IBS because that's what the doctor told me. And they were like, we basically know nothing for you. Can't do anything for you. You just need to stop eating healthy food and like all these different things. And I cut dairy. I've cut all these elimination diets that I've been through, but I was never getting to the root cause. Well, then every time I got pregnant, my issues would get worse and worse. And so pregnancy number two, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, um, through referring from an NTP, which is what I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. So working with a nutritional therapy practitioner, postpartum major stomach issues to where I would never be able to digest any food. And I was eating like paleo, super healthy. Um, and then every pregnancy got worse. So the last pregnancy I had, I was in a very stressful job and it turns out that flared up an autoimmune disorder, which most hypothyroidism is stemming from Hashimoto's. So I have Hashimoto's and I was diagnosed and I was pregnant with my last one. And it all came down to just chronic fatigue, exhaustion, um, major anxiety, depression, like suicidal thoughts and gut issues to where I did not feel myself and hiring outside of doctors, even functional medicine doctors, someone to listen to me and give me support has been huge for me. And that's why I got into this field to do the same for other women and other moms specifically. Like me. (laughs) Um, So I'll just share a little bit about, because I, about my own journey after both of my kids and now I'm working with you a little bit about that and we can dive into some of that. So after my oldest was born, I don't know if this is like a typical 
first child thing, or if it's just because I had a lot of um, perfectionist tendencies, but I was just kind of learning more about real food and, you know, toxins and pesticides and kind of in this transition around the same time, you know, when you have a kid and you're like, well, now I'm in charge of this kid and I want to make sure everything's safe. And so I started, you know, like making his own food and I was up a lot and just pushing myself so hard and not sleeping enough, working a lot, feeling stressed that I was having to bring him to daycare and just all these things. And I felt like at that point, if somebody didn't see that I really needed help, like making the food or, you know, doing whatever it was, then I must be doing a good enough job that I don't actually need the help. Like that sounds, <laughs> it sounds really crazy, but I feel like that's what my thought process was. And, um, I just got really, I don't know if you'd say sick, but I came to find out at least what I thought was a lot of candy to overgrowth, like so much that I, I just remember this time where I was getting my phone screen repaired at my parents' house for some reason. And I was just sitting there staring, like staring off into space. And I like came back and I was just like, like, what, what's happening to me? And it was, you know, you could just tell it was more than being tired. Like I left the deep freeze open all day. One time I left the oven on all day. And it was like, I, I don't like, I just, I don't know what's happening. And I took this for some reason I had, you know, you can just kind of see God weaving himself into all of these things. But I had just heard a podcast where they mentioned candida and I looked it up and it sounded a lot like what I had. And I took the quiz and I think I was like 30 or 60 points above the highest level of like intense <laughs> that you could have. And so, you know, I did this cleanse and I came out of it much better, but then you know, after my second son, I feel like I did a lot better job. I haven't really slept through the night, probably more than a month total in the last two and a half years. And I feel like, you know, for a long time, I was like, I am doing really good health-wise compared to that. Cause that's what, you know, I had to compare to, but then as time went on and I, you know, started taking care of my grandparents and both my kids were home and just the nature of motherhood. And, you know, when you're, I was home with my kids, but we weren't at home. So it's similar to like a mom working a regular, you know, nine to five or whatever a job. And then you're coming home and you have to make supper and clean and do the dishes and all these things. And then sometimes it was like, it's just easier for me to eat after they go to bed or to make an actual supper and just, you know, create like a snack tray or whatever with all the things for them and then eat later and that just, you know, like the cycle just continues. And then you're <laughs> just like wanting to eat things like bacon, cheese, fries and pizza. Like that's the only things I started to crave. And I felt like at this point, um, I wasn't feeling emotionally or like mentally stressed, which we talked about. I, I feel like in doing this kind of parenting, like my capacity to handle, <laughs> maybe it's just the, the emotions and all that. Like it, it, it wasn't. It didn't feel like I was struggling, but my body was like, I have, you know, from, you know, this time last year, I've gained like 20 pounds, which whatever. But to me, that's a sign, like, this is not my natural body weight um, and just different, different things. And I think that it can be really easy to get off 
track as a mom, just because of all the things, especially if you're working or homeschooling or whatever you're doing, it can be easy to just be like, oh, I'll do that for myself later because my kids need food and, you know, they can't cook themselves or whatever it might be. And so I guess if there's anything, well, maybe we should start off with like, are there specific symptoms or signs? Like if you're starting to notice this as a mom that you should be like, this is something that I need to pay more attention to and maybe start looking for help. Oh man. So it's a great question because I think most of my clients that I see are way past the point of burnout and we see burnout and we think like, this is the norm as a mom and it may be the norm, but it's so unhealthy. And we have to realize that putting our kids first is like not healthy because what happens is we're not feeding ourselves. We're a sign would be like in the morning, not having an appetite. Oh, I'm a natural intermittent faster because I just reach for coffee. And then they're like, Oh, I haven't eaten since two. Like that is not good. Think about the day and the signs I see from moms are, I can't focus. I lose my temper really fast. Um, I'm starving at night and I'm binging because I'm so exhausted and haven't eaten all day. Uh, they have no energy to work out like none because they are not feeling themselves. And if they are, it's not good nutrient dense food. Other signs and symptoms would be like, this is TMI, but constipation. Like, Hey, if you're not going to the bathroom every day, there's something going on. Your metabolism has slowed, um, gut issues, major brain fog. I think I may have mentioned that I'm not able to fall asleep at night. I see that a lot. Like they lay down, they're physically exhausted, but their brain will not turn off. So they lay in bed for hours and not able to sleep. And they wake up chronically fatigued in the morning and the cycle starts over again. And it's all hormone related and gut related. And it's just a major struggle that I see with a lot of moms because they just don't take care of themselves. And that, I mean, that's obviously something that I feel like is kind of easy to get into the pit of, you know, like you, you don't even realize you're starting to like put yourself in that position until you're like, oh, okay. I've been eating supper at nine o'clock every night for the last, (laughs) the last week. And it's not really been that well balanced. And I mean, some of the things that I've learned from you are, I mean, I feel like compared to your average person, I know a lot about food, but just how to like balance your food and how to eat you know, in a certain way or like what you're eating first is not something that is common knowledge at all. But one of the things, one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on is because a lot of times we can, you know, I talk about triggers and being triggered in motherhood because it's a huge component of what we're working through with our kids. We have to be able to stay calm. And I think a lot of times people um, think, you know, whether it's stress or being tired or hungry, like that's a trigger and that's preventing you from being able to kind of manage the behaviors. And what's really happening is our brains are trying to contain all of our big feelings, all of the emotions that we've had to take on from other people, all of the hurts that we have stored that we maybe don't even know that we haven't processed yet. And when we are something else, like when our hormones are off, when we're tired, when we're hungry, our brain doesn't have as much capacity to keep that in and contain it. 
So then we're more easily triggered by our child's behavior. And that's kind of where you might see some of the inconsistency where some days you're like, I can do this. And some days you're like, I can't do this. Um, and so, you know, just are there any like tips that you would say or strategies that you might give to a mom who's like, this sounds like me or I'm, I'm like kind of on this path, like starting on this path, or maybe I'm a little bit down this path of getting into bad habits that might lead me further into bigger problems. Like what can I do right now? Or what are some things that I should be paying attention to that are simple enough that I can implement maybe without more intense help at this point or to start there while I, you know, work on finding somebody to work with or whatever it might be to help pull yourself back into the like focus on your health and getting back into better habits for your hormones. Oh man. So the biggest thing I've seen, I shared a lot, but a lot of my like friends message me and clients like, Oh my gosh, this has been a game changer. It's stop drinking coffee in the morning on an empty stomach. Like when I have a friend of mine messaged me and said, Oh my gosh, I felt like a complete new mom when I started eating breakfast and I realized that it was doing that to my body. And so simple grab water first thing in the morning. I fill up like a 30 ounce like Yeti of water and I put salt in it. Salt hydrates the cells. Just water is not going to hydrate you. And that's why sometimes it flushes you out. You're peeing all the time. You don't feel hydrated. So I put salt, lemon, warm water in the morning, hydrating first. And then I let that like go down my system. Um, and then about 30 minutes later, I have breakfast. So the goal is to have breakfast. And I tell my clients this as well within 30 minutes to an hour out of, out of bed. And that is going to include not just like oatmeal, um, but a protein an animal-based protein, like pastured eggs or quality chicken sausage or something, turkey bacon, um, and then some carbs and some fats and make sure it's balanced and then have coffee with your breakfast or after not before. And by doing that, you're setting up your day for success. You're feeling your body. You've broken your fast. You fasted all night and then you're eating regularly, regularly throughout the day. Um, a lot of people, a lot of moms skip meals because they take care of their kids and then they don't eat or they're eating off their plate afterwards. So that is the biggest thing is stop putting coffee in your mouth before you get some breakfast in and hydrate, hydrate throughout the day. Like so many people, they say like 75 to 80% of people are walking around dehydrated. So making sure you're drinking like about half your body weight in water. If you're like sweating right now and it's summertime, you need to be drinking more and just keeping track of that. And common symptoms of dehydration are like brain fog and stomach aches. Like it's just so important that we get the water in. I know that sounds cliche, but we still don't get enough water. So eating regularly throughout the day, water, um, and protein intake. I see this a ton. Women cannot get enough protein unless they're tracking. And so I really encourage my clients like, Hey, for a couple of days, track your protein intake. You have to track all the food you're eating, but track your protein. And they say 0.75 to one gram of uh, protein per pound of ideal body weight or body weight. So say you weigh 150, you should probably be getting 150 grams of protein a day. So by doing that, you're going to set yourself up for success with blood sugar and hormones and healing and all those different components. Um, but those are the things that I see the biggest issues with besides not getting enough sleep and staying up way too late watching Netflix or Virgin River, which is like my favorite right now, <laughs> but 
taking care of yourself by eating, drinking water, protein intake, and going to bed like at a decent hour and getting, trying to get eight hours of sleep as much as you can. Yeah. I feel like the staying up later, not getting enough sleep is really hard because it's like, you know, by the time you finally get your kids to bed, you're like, I just need, you know, I, I want to have time with my husband, but also like, I just need to sit down and not be at the constant back and call of somebody else, you know? And then it's like, <laughs> you get stuck and like, I'm enjoying this. And then every, it's like almost every night we're like, we should go to bed sooner. And then every night we don't. <laughs> Oh, it's definitely something we're, you know, always a work in progress. But I think for me, one of the biggest challenges, as you were talking about that, like thinking back where my brain space was at that point was, you know, I wasn't necessarily having a great breakfast. It might be like a protein bar or something, because honestly, it felt like it's too hard for me in the morning to actually make two eggs, which sounds ridiculous now. Like I was making you know, my breakfast the other day. And I was like, I used to think like, this was too much for me to do to like, try to manage the kids, get everything packed and just literally put two eggs on the stove and like, let them cook, you know? And then, um, you know, I generally not always, but a lot of times I would snack on something like I'm really, I really like crunchy stuff. So a lot of times we would have some kind of snack, like I would have chips or like throw it in because I'm like, well, if I'm really hungry, at least I have something to snack on that's easy. And oftentimes I would skip lunch or not have anything to eat till, like you said, two or three. But I just remember like my mental thoughts were like, it's too hard or like to just like overcome. Like, do you have any, I mean, I know it's like, just do it anyways, but any thoughts or just like encouragement for people to like, just kind of get out of that block of it's too hard because I feel like once I started doing it, then it was like, Oh, like I want to make eggs and bacon and have, you know, a piece of bread and a fruit with it or something. Like I, I crave that as a breakfast now versus like, you know, I brought my kids to get a bar for our Friday treat or whatever. And I didn't even want to buy one. And normally I'd be like, I need to go, I want to go to the store every day just to get a bar so that I didn't have to do anything. So I'm just curious if, if you have any like specific, maybe words of encouragement or, um, just like how you could maybe push past some of that mental thoughts of kind of getting through the pattern of not eating and then craving things that aren't actually going to be of nutritional value, didn't have any protein. So you're just constantly not feeling yourself and then constantly craving all these things that are not feeling you. And then feeling like I can't do the things that I know are helpful for me because I don't have the energy or the capacity because you haven't eaten. And and I go back to this, like, choose your hard. Like, for example, um, you mentioned making eggs in the morning, literally making eggs tastes like, it takes like five minutes. It's so fast um, to scramble eggs. But the hard part in your mind was like, it's too hard to cook those eggs. So later I'm going to grab chips. Then the rest of your day is going to be hard because you're on this blood sugar roller coaster. And then at the end of the day, you're going to be eating the burgers and fries and pizza that you're craving. And so the next day after that, you'll feel like garbage. So it's, do I take the five minutes to make these eggs? Because 
this, it's a mindset thing. I'm going to choose to make these eggs because I know this will fuel my body and let my day go so much smoother. And then in turn, over time, it's going to start healing my body because I'm giving it the food that it deserves and the food that it needs and the nourishment it needs so that I can teach my kids as well <clears throat> that feeling my body and feeling their bodies is just, just as important. Um, and they, it sounds so stupid, but like you can't pour from an empty cup, but you can't pour and serve from a body that's burnt out and not nourished, you know? So again, it goes back to choose your heart, feel crappy later, or just take five minutes to make that food or prep ahead of time that you have the food on hand. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a very good point. <laughs> I just said that the other day about parenting, you know, like it's so easy to think like, oh, this is easier right now this is the easiest thing. But when you really think about it, it's like the choices that you're making in the moment to make it easier are actually not making it easier. It's making it a lot harder on yourself in the long run. And so just keeping that in mind. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, one more thing that I really want to talk about that I think would be really helpful for people because it's just, I don't think really common knowledge unless you're set out to learn the information and just maybe talking a little bit about kind of how all of this plays into our hormones and why it's so important. I mean, obviously balanced hormones is good because it's our functioning, but I feel like that's a very surface level, which we don't have to dive super deep, you know, but I think it'd be important to, and helpful to help moms understand like why this is actually really important. Cause I think you know, sometimes when we're in that place where I was, it's like, yeah, yeah, I know it's important to eat well. And I know I need to feel my body and exercise, but like, I can't do that, you know, or whatever. And maybe just getting a better understanding of how this is actually impacting our body, even though maybe because I, I don't feel like I felt that bad. I didn't have a huge, huge difficulty, like staying patient with my children. Like, I don't feel like I had those blaring signs like I did the first time. So I think sometimes, you know, it might not seem like you're doing that bad, but you also don't know how, you know, better you can feel, but you know what, we can't necessarily see what's going on inside. And so I think a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your patterns, you might not be able to see immediately what's impacting your body, but eventually they're going to catch up to you. And then you're going to start seeing things like, you know, trouble losing weight or skin conditions or whatever, but that's not necessarily an immediate thing. So you could be doing these different things, causing some havoc in there and not even necessarily noticing if you're not feeling super terrible, or you think that's just how you normally feel. So maybe if you can just give a little bit of an explanation of like how our nutrition is playing into hormones and, you know, why we really need to be focusing on keeping our hormones balanced. Okay. So it all starts with stress. And when we're under stress, we're in deplete minerals. On top of that, when we're under stress, our cortisol is shooting up. Okay. So that taxes our adrenals. So over time, when you're taxing your adrenals, it's going to tax out your thyroid. So your adrenals are running your thyroid. Your thyroid is going to be like, eh, I'm not working anymore. Hence why so many women go, first of all, undiagnosed with thyroid issues because they're so stressed out. They're not giving their body the balance of food. They're on a blood sugar roller coaster. They're not giving a nutrient dense food. And maybe like 
hitting your macros or getting the amount of calories, um, but it's not giving the nutrients on a micro and macro level so that your hormones aren't being built up correctly on top of the stress texting you out. So when people say, when moms say, I am, my hormones are fine. Like I'm doing okay. Or their doctors say your hormones look great. Your thyroid looks great. I always ask them these questions like, Hey, how are your periods? Are they regular? Are they normal? Are, are your PMS issues like through the roof, anxiety through the roof? Are you having major cramps, all these different markers. So if you are not taking care of yourself and not balancing nutrient dense meals, you're going to start taxing out your hormones are going to be going to be out of whack. And so on top of that, if you do not take care of them now, <laughs> your menopause and premenopause is going to be a nightmare, a nightmare. Um, so you have to take care of your hormones. Now, what you do now is going to impact you in the future. Not just how you are as a mom now, but like hot flashes and issues in the future, go through menopause is common, but it's not normal. If you don't, if you don't take care of it now, it's going to be kicking you in the butt later on. So we are built with food. We are built to, we are meant to live in a state of rest and digest, but moms live in a state of chronic fight or flight, which is totally depleting our minerals, totally messing up our hormones and then not feeling our bodies. And on top of that social media stress, like that's like a whole different thing, but I think moms today have it harder than ever before. And we kind of do it to ourselves. And so by basically learning to balance your blood sugar, like you said, finding those balanced plates and building up with good fats and quality carbs to take care of your liver. I mean, it's like so complex Kaylee, but, um, just start simple with how can I nourish my body? And then you'll start seeing results with your periods, with your thyroid, with your energy levels, your focus. And that is showing you that your hormones are on track. One more thing that I came up with, um, while I was listening to you and maybe more will come, but I think this might be one of the last questions. Um, I think one of the things that was always really hard for me, which it like, it seems really simple now, but you know, just thinking about all of these little things, and then trying to meal plan or meal prep. Like, do you have any specific tips for making that maybe a little bit more simpler when you're trying to think about all these other things, like managing your stress and drinking enough water and then trying to eat a little bit more balanced? Like, is there any kind of simple recommendations or whatever that you might give to a mom who's starting on this journey to try to do some of these things that you were talking about with the protein and, um, just balancing your plate a little bit better. So either fail to plan or you plan to fail, like you choose what's going to happen throughout the week. And I know that life is busy. I know the weekends are busy. I know the week goes by super fast, but I always encourage my clients to set a day, one day to where you're not wasting time and money at grocery stores. One day where you sit down it could be a Saturday or a Friday. You write out a meal plan. Now you don't have to eat that meal on that day. Write out seven meals. My pro tip is I do leftovers one night. Like that's what we do. And that's one less night I have to cook. Okay. So I plan out meals, not just, not just dinners. Cause then you're like screwed up for lunches, but plan out those meals, um, write them down and make sure you have those ingredients at your house. And then the next day or that same day, whatever works for you, go to the grocery store with your list 
Um, you're not overspending, especially with the insane prices right now of groceries. Like if you're going to the store multiple times a week, you're going to be overspending. So having a plan, you stick into your budget and then having one or two days, whatever works for you. I had a client yesterday who said one day to prep all my food is really hard. Okay. Maybe like you do prepping on Sunday for half the week. And then Wednesday you're prepping for the other half of the week. You can do that. I mean, whatever fits in, but schedule a time with your husband or your significant other, like, Hey, I need this time today to prep food. Um, another pro tip would be leftovers for lunch. Instead of using brain capacity that is so low because you're dealing with kids and everything else all day, have leftovers ready to reheat. So make double the batch the night before, um, and then have that for lunch the next day, instead of having to think about and buy food for lunches as well on top of dinners and breakfast. So having those there and then rotate your meats, have animal proteins at every meal, but rotate those meats. That way you're not eating chicken every single night and meal, right? Yeah. And I think, um, one of the things when I first started out, I mean, I've been meal planning for a long time, but when we started working together and, you know, I was trying to shift a lot of things, I did meal prep a lot of stuff, but, and it took a long time, but then I was kind of like, well, why am I making, you know, I think I told you, like I had made buttermilk muffins because I had leftover buttermilk from the butter I made. And then I had this like chocolate chip banana bread or something. It was all like these not terrible things, but like, I spent a lot of time making those things that for me was kind of like unnecessary where now it's like, what can I make? That's really simple. Okay. Eggs turkey bacon or regular bacon, whatever. I literally put the bacon in the oven, you know, one night while I'm making supper. So just like thinking about, okay, what do I need for tomorrow or for this week? What's one thing I can do while I'm making supper? Cause inevitably, unless you're super pro at this and I don't know, or have a chef or something, you know, you're going to be in the kitchen at night making supper. So why not think about, well, I have the oven already on why don't I like throw in some, a, another veggie to roast or something? So I think that's been helpful for me. It's just like simplifying it. Like we don't have to go and like find all these recipes, just pick a protein, you know, pick some veggies and like, just make it start simple so that you actually do it because otherwise it's like, well, what can I make for this? And then you're getting all these, you know, not fancy, but just you're overcomplicating things and spending more time doing stuff that maybe isn't actually gonna help you like the breads and stuff. Sure. I had a piece with my breakfast, but it's like, well, I'm not going to eat the bread during the day. And like, you know, it's just, my focus was kind of not very clear. So, um, I I'm grateful that you came on to share all this stuff because even, you know, like I said, I feel like I, I do have a lot of knowledge of food and like ingredients and what to look for and stuff, but actually learning about how to balance your plate and um, that sort of thing has been super helpful. So if you want to just talk a little bit about how you, like what you do to help people or how, you know, if somebody's like, well, I have a lot of the symptoms you were talking about, or I know that I'm getting into these routines that aren't and habits that aren't healthy for me, you know, what can you do for me or how can I be helped by your services or what are those services? Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I am a nutritional therapy practitioner and right now all I'm doing is is one-on-one clients, but that's a big portion of my time. So I'm doing one-on-one clients. I also have a free, like thriving thyroid workbook that 
people are like, I have thyroid disease or Hashimoto's. I don't know where to start. That's in my profile on Instagram at the Caitlin Martinez. Um, and so just go in there and grab that free workbook or message me. We can hop on a call to discuss like if it's a good fit to hire me and work with me for three months, six months, whatever you need at that time. But it is an honor to see clients go through like you to see something so simple in my mind, but really change lives of these women and mostly moms, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's funny because we, we think things are so simple or like we do it so naturally that like, this just must be easy for everybody. And it's just not, you know? So, um, I will link all of your information in the show notes so people can find you if they want to learn more about your coaching and your programs. Do you have any last words or anything that you want to share that we didn't cover with the moms out there? I would say stop putting yourself on the back burner and just choose one thing at a time or one thing a week that you can go for, write it down. Like I'm going to drink this much water this week. I'm going to go outside and move my body this week because you were setting an example for your kids. What if your kids do the same thing and they start burning themselves out in the future as a parent, like they're looking up to us. And so when we are better feeling ourselves, taking care of ourselves and not making excuses, then long-term and in that moment, your kids see a mom that's thriving and not fighting a battle. That's really hard because being a mom is already hard enough. And when you're burnt out even more, so you, you deserve to be taken care of. Yeah. What a good note to end on. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know that this will be a blessing to lots of people. It has been for me and I'm not sure how much longer we have, but Anyways, she, she is super helpful. If you're struggling at all with any, any issues, um, she does do a discovery call. So if you have questions or you're wondering, like, can she actually help me? Or do I really need help? Uh, just jump on one of those and I'll link it in the show notes so that you can show up, you know, for your family and your kids or your work or whatever it is in the best way. And honestly, to be able to manage your own triggers, because that is, the number one thing that people tell me all the time is it's not my kid's behavior that I have more difficulty with. It's my own triggers, which always kind of shocks me because I'm like, really, what about your kid's behavior over there? You know, but it, it really does. If you can't control your own self, you can't manage your kids effectively. And it kind of goes in that sequence. So, um, being able to, um, provide your body with the nutrients it needs and actually fuel it well so that you can function in your body. Your brain isn't constantly like, I'm, I need something. I'm so stressed out. I'm so hungry. I need fuel that then you can't manage all of the feelings that are coming up for you. So go check her out if you need some help and just, just do it. You know, one of the things I think I, I told you, you know, I just, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then after, I think I maybe talked to you or else I schedule it. And I was kind of like, do I really need to? Like, all I have to do is just eat better and stop skipping meals. And I just feel like it was, you know, personally, I feel like it was the devil coming in to try to take over and stop me from doing something that is going to bless myself and my family and other people. You know, if I, if I can't, if I can't nurture myself, how am I supposed to create this 
business that is trying to help other moms and my own children, you know, show up best for them. So I do think it's really, really important and just fight past the, I, I don't need it or, or whatever, cause you probably do. Um, so go to the show notes, go check her out and uh, reach out to her if you have any questions. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.